brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Truth Seeker and or its affiliates are not responsible for any strange phenomena that may occur during or after listening to this podcast, which may include the following. Heightened senses of awareness, psychic abilities, UFO sightings, alien contact, time loss, out-of-body experiences, ringing in the ears, ESP, lucid dreaming, increased synchronicities, astral projection, telepathy, stronger intuition, levitation, miraculous healings, and or remote viewing. Please be advised to listen at your own discretion. everybody how y'all doing how's everyone doing tonight we are live on the truth seeker podcast we're gonna open up the phone lines tonight we're going to uh, uh allow people to call in i want to hear your stories want to hear your ufo uh alien experiences all that good stuff make sure that you guys take advantage of that uh, we have gothic mystic handling the phone lines let me uh bring him in for a moment 
Gothic Mystic, are you there? Yes, I am. How's it going, man? Okay, and yourself? Good, good. Can you hear me loud and clear on the on the phone line end? Yeah, yeah. I had to turn you up a little bit on my end, uh, but other than that, I can. You're coming out good. Nice, nice, nice. Um, just gotta get the uh, Zoom set back up. Zoom's been having a lot yeah. of crazy updates lately, and so having to keep updating and all that kind of stuff. Adam says we can't see you. Here we go. Let's see. I should um, have this fixed here in a second, Adam, so you can see my mug. Boom. Did that work? I think so. All right. Here we go. You can see me now. What's up, Adam? Adam Starseed Bay. Gothic Mystics here with us. Uh, McCurb10. What's up? I said McCurb. Mr. Cuba. Um, Gothic Mystic and uh, Just Be Real. So, uh, wherever you're listening from tonight, go ahead and drop us a line in the chat and uh, say hello. We can see where you're hanging out with us from. And again, we're going to open up the phone lines. The phone number is uh, streaming no matter where you're listening. The number is 515-605-9776 is the number to call in. So if you have any stories, any experiences that you want to share, make sure that you call in and share those with the audience. I get uh, emails all the time, people just emailing me their story and you know they're sending me these pages and pages of stuff to read and I'm like, man, we need to open up the phone lines again and make it to where people can just call in and share. So that's what we're doing. We're doing this on a Friday night, Friday night stream here. And uh, yeah, looking forward to to hearing, hearing from you guys. So man, shout out to you all. Uh, as always, I gotta say a huge thank you to all the Patreon supporters, everybody supporting my work and this podcast via Patreon. Um, there's so many new people coming on every day, different people. And we did the uh, School of the Mystics the other night, which was uh, something that we do every every Thursday night for the, the patrons, just a little hangout, private hangout. And uh, there was new people in there and they've been listening for a while and just kind of got to hear everybody's story and get to meet people. So I really love that. So that's one of the things you get access to by becoming a patron. And so some of the latest patrons within the last week or so. I'm giving you guys a shout out. Say your name publicly. Thank you, Nathaniel Mason, for coming on. Nathaniel, for supporting. You're awesome. It means the world. Seth Makamovich, thank you for coming back on, Seth. I see you there. Amanda Culver, thank you for coming on as well. And Christine Moore, thank you guys for believing in the work. Listen, if you uh, want to support, go to patreon.com backslash truthseeker. There you get access to my entire discography of music. It's 200 plus songs. All the new stuff that I'm working on is uh, available there as well. I'm almost done with this this next album. I'm literally done with my stuff. I'm just waiting on um, some of the features to come back. So I got three features out and then there's going to be a new album so as soon as they come back i just talked to watchman today waiting on a track from him and he said he just finished his verse um and then i got two more outside of that so super excited to uh to get these back and be done with this album and i've been sitting on some of this work for over a year over a year so i'm excited to get it out there um and i know you guys are ready I get messages nonstop. People want to know when it's coming in. So um, Adam says, let people to know to turn off the podcast when they call in. Yeah, when you call in, uh, mute the YouTube or whatever. 
um, you'll be able to hear on the line. So that's something that that you can do, too, because you'll experience a lag if you don't. So, again, just opening up the lines for uh, any experiences, man. Anything you guys really want to talk about open lines. So just know that that's available for you all. Um, it would just talk about encounters and experiences. I, I, I get so many emails and, and so many messages from people telling me about their experiences and asking me what I what I think about them. So, you know, whether they record them and, and, and send them in or um, be able to call in and, and be able to talk to people. So that's what the power of the Internet is. So we get to do that. Um, Gothic, uh, maybe we can start yeah. with you, man. Uh, okay. what, what are some some of your experiences, man? Because I know, you know, the, the uh, UFO phenomena for you is a touchy subject. It's something that's, you know, a lot of fear. Have you gotten over your fear of UFOs? For the most part, I have. For for those who are listening who don't know my history, um, I haven't really shared too much on my channel. I had a experience, I want to say either whenever I was six or eight, don't know exactly what happened, but basically it derailed me for about 25, what, 30 years now. And um, it caused me to really originally fear, and as we know, fear grows into hate, anything that has to do with like aliens, UFOs, anything to do with that. So like literally like the, the movie E.T., I couldn't, even, I couldn't even watch it just because of E.T., but now I own it. I own the movie. I own, and I've been, I've been making these movements to try to get past this. So now I'm kind of to the point where I'm open to things, but... I don't know if the Lord's saying, okay, no, no, you're, you're getting there. You're almost there. It's just a matter of time. But it's, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing something since I am now in Arizona in, in kind of just, what, a few hours south of the uh, of that Four Corners area where the supernatural really is strong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I just got back from Arizona, and uh, there was a lot of activity, dude, for sure. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to seeing something. I remember... Uh, it was 2018 when we did that, uh, that the first was the worldwide view. I thought for sure I saw something, then it was a player airplane. I'm like, dang it. Did, didn't we do that? We, that's what we did. And then we opened up the phone lines with on Christy Lee show or whatever. That's the first one. I don't remember that. I, okay. I, all I remember is that I, I had, I was hoping to see something before I crashed for the night. Mm -hmm. It turned out to be a an airplane flying over, but it was still that stepping stone for me. Yeah. Well, um, you talk about your fear, and I, I thought it was funny. I called you out, and it's a cool way to face your fears because we did the webinar yeah. with D Wallace, the mom from from ET, the mom who was the, the mom <laughs> from the movie, and so True. we did did the webinar with her. And I was like, we were, you know, asking questions and stuff like that. And I, I kind of put you on the spot. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, um, you know, somebody is suffering from some PTSD because of the movie. And, oh, what happened? And so you got to talk to her about your PTSD with, with E.T. and stuff. That was funny. That was definitely interesting. Never <laughs> was, thought that would ever happen. I'm like, holy crap, I'm talking to mom from E.T. <laughs> yeah, about my fear of aliens. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah, every, everything comes full circle, right? It's crazy. Yes. Yeah, most definitely. Mm -hmm. 
So, uh, yeah, I see some comments here about, about people um, in the chat about their UFO experiences um, after meditation. They had some. So that's interesting. So, yeah, make sure you guys call in, too, if you want to share your uh, experiences on air. So we want to definitely uh, get you on the air and, and, and share them for everybody to uh, True. to, li- to hear. So, audio apps, man. Give us a call. 515-605-9776. Uh, Chrissy says Michael Basham has been seeing some UFOs in Hawaii. Nice. Wow. Yeah, there's been a lot, lot more activity, man, with that and then with synchronicities have been interesting too. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of that's going hand in hand, like seeing not just UFOs or aliens, but, but the uh, supernatural and, and, yeah. and, and, and seeing, you know, the, the repetitive numbers and synchronicity and just some random one yesterday on the school of the mystics where, you know, uh, hmm. Matthew, this guy was talking about, um, we were talking about, phantom smelling and being able to smell things that aren't there you know that's yeah. something that's kind of going around with covid and he just was like something about that and then he asked about have we heard about um phantom limbs like somebody who lost an arm or something but they heard can that. still feel like mm-hmm. that their arm is there you know and um i see i heard i heard about that so he kind of told us about that phenomenon of uh you know um phantom limbs and then literally 10 minutes later, if that, there's an, an ad for a band on my Facebook popped up called Phantom Limbs. What? Yeah. And, and I did the screen share and I was like, dude, look at this band. There's a band called Phantom Limbs that was a sponsored ad that he just asked us if we had heard of that phenomena. So. Huh. Strange, right? Yeah. Some 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 sometimes that stuff is like, what the crap? <laughs> Think they're listening yeah. behind. Um, <laughs> but still, it's it's just weird when that stuff happens. I have to I have not gone out for a drive during the night, and I keep on forgetting that. And so I need to do that here soon, just to just to see if I see something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So how so how far are you from Sedona? You said you're like four hours away, or? About three or four hours away, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, that's definitely gonna. It's definitely on my to-do list. Whenever I get uh, get the chance to kind of get get uh, get more stabilized. Mm-hmm. But I haven't been up there in oh my gosh, probably about fifteen years or so. Sounds about right. Yeah. About fifteen years, and I remember. I remember very vaguely, mind you, but I remember. Feeling some feeling that there was something different about Sedona. I always say I didn't know, I didn't have the knowledge I have now, and so I want to go back up there specifically as a kind of exploration, but also as a research thing, just to see if I could find something, or or find because I know there there are certain areas that that are more profound with the energy than mm-hmm. than different things. So I'm kind of wanting to go out there just to see what I. If I come across something. Yeah, the uh, energy vortexes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that was it, dude. It's it's beautiful up there. I like I said, we you know we just took our family vacation and um, took our first trip and it was awesome. You know, so cool. So and saw so much too. That Sedona always just 
you, whenever each time I see a picture uh, or video of it, it fascinates me. I'm like, because the area is so much different. Not even talking about the the energy, but like compared to other areas of mountains, it's like how do these mountains become just like stacks of rock, not connected <laughs> yeah. to anything else? So strange. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's where we went to. So we went to um, Monument Valley, and there's just a lot of people saying those are those are ancient tree stumps. Those were trees at at one point. You know, you got these huge, you know, um, monuments or big, you know, things of of dirt coming out the ground. They're huge, and um, you know, I, I guess they say rain and you know millions of years of uh, um, um, erosion and and all of that stuff kind of making that stuff form but really mm -hmm. cool really cool and interesting and I, i've got a video coming out the uh you know i did did shoot a video while i was there so um that'll be coming out so i'm in front of those monuments uh we woke up for a uh, sunrise my wife got me out of bed <laughs> it was like six <laughs> six in the morning and plus it was like um we were like i think two hours behind too so it was four in the morning really so we got out and, yeah. and uh you know caught the sun coming up with the like right behind the monuments so nice. made, made for a pretty cool video so i've edited most of that i may do some green screen work on it and uh um, yeah um but that, that'll be one of the first videos that i drop is going to be the video from um monument valley so brain fog insomnia moodiness achy joints weight gain maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Sweet. Uh, that, toy, uh, toy that George is, mm -hmm. says, uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to mention about the, um, something completely different than what, than the subject that we're on. Okay. what you got? But how, how the, how the sunrise is so much earlier out here. Mm -hmm. I do not understand that, but that's beside the point, but it's like, it's, it's thrown me off several times seeing it bright, you know, through the, through the shades and I check mm -hmm. and it's only six or six 30. It's like, what the crap? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it goes down so late, dude, it was like nine o'clock and the sun was still up. Yeah. Cause we were like waiting for, you know, stargazing and the sun's got to go down. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was like nine o'clock and the sun, sun's still bright. It's like, what the heck? It'd be like 10 30, the sun go down. That was crazy. It's thrown me off several times. So I'm kind of, I'm starting to get used to it. I've been here for what about just around a month, month ish. So I'm starting to get used to it, but it's still, it's just weird. I, it doesn't make any sense. But uh, what were you saying about Toy George? No, Toy George here says uh, in the chat, um, 
what's a CE5? Because somebody mentioned, Paul ah. mentioned a CE5 and um, mm. mentioned what is it. So a C CE5 is the uh, close encounters of the fifth kind. We know about the first, second, third, and the fourth kind, right? Fourth kind is you, you go upon an alien ship or you get abducted or whatever. Uh, the fifth kind is a, a new one that was just coined probably 20 years ago, if that, um, mm -hmm. which is where they don't contact you, but you contact them. So the CE5 initiative, what is, I would say that was like highlighted by Dr. Stephen Greer, uh, James Gillen, those two guys uh, for sure made it famous, but a lot of other people are, are doing it because of their protocol that they came up with, but they're going out into you know, open fields and asking for a sighting mm -hmm. and essentially summoning or calling down a ship or just asking yeah. to see one, you know? And so, uh, that's what a CE, CE5 is, CE5 initiative. I've, I've, I've done them. That's what kind of, um, helped to facilitate my spiritual awakening. Cause once you see them, there's no unseeing it, you know, um, so much, <laughs> yeah. you know, magic and mystery and, and also fear, like Gothic said, like, you know, it's scary because you've watched all those movies, you know, about abductions and, um, you know, get these monsters kidnapping you and stuff and Travis Walton and fire in the sky and all that. So, yeah, there's always like some programming in the back of your head. Listen, television programming, these movies are programs. And so uh, once that, you know, can give you PTSD, especially from a, you know having those encounters and in your mind linking those movies so you know so many people early on were like yeah be careful with the ce5 thing because you're going to end up getting abducted and you know these demons are going to come get you and you're opening up your life to demons and stuff so there's a lot of uh a lot of his fear and hysteria but that's with anything with mm -hmm. the unknown anyway yeah in yeah. you know that just comes with the territory so um but you know people are doing it and having beautiful encounters man down here on the Gulf Coast, like people, um, one of the biggest sightings that that is recorded in, in history is the uh, Gulf Breeze UFO phenomena that I believe hmm. Dr. Stephen Greer was a part of. And they were there doing a CE5 and there was all these lights that just started coming on in the ocean and just pretty much on the horizon. They just started appearing one yeah. at a time and all these lights appeared. And they ended up saying that that later on that something um appeared around them like a plasma huh. ship sat down around them is, is what they describe it which is really crazy they said the energy shifted and they could see like uh the silhouettes of beings around them and stuff so it was these ufos that were way out in the ocean that that everyone saw the news crew came out and, and got pictures and video and then later on mm -hmm. they said that something you know, uh, descended and they were in the middle of it. So it's interesting, you know. Very. Adam says, it, it I'm ready to meet. Uh, Everything good? Uh, Adam says, I'm ready to meet the 30 plus different kinds of ET beings. Yeah. To me, that would be a little, oh, <laughs> a little much, but. Like it, it kind of makes me wonder how I would re how I would respond seeing something, but thirty plus. Phew. Yeah, and that's that's probably uh, you know, a uh, a soft estimate, you know. Good.
I know every so often before I before I moved out west, uh, whenever my family would get would get together, uh, <laughs> me and my uncle would kind of. Uh, I, I he his sense of sarcasm reminds me of my old coworker Aaron, who connected not me and you. It took me nine months to be able to understand and get his sarcasm, and so my uncle's. It's like every so often, whenever we're talking, I. I go with it as a kind of a joke, but at the same time, I'm like, are you serious or are you just speaking in sarcasm? Adam's serious. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I know Adam's serious, but, uh, but some people's, it's like, I can't tell if you're serious or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's what they said. Um, there was So, speaking of Dr. Stephen Greer, so he, uh, yeah. you know, hosts the disclosure project and that was something where he went before congress to try to get mm-hmm. um back in the 90s i believe to try, try to get some disclosure so they paid yeah. for it but they had all these people who were members of the military different branches and working for different mm-hmm. places and this whole panel of people who have had encounters with ufos mm-hmm. and and you know um eyewitness reports and 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 next level stuff that they were openly talking about it. Everybody shared their experiences and trying to, you know, get the the government to admit something. And these people worked for the government. And so, um, you know, they had this big presentation and one of the guys on there was saying that there were 30 30 plus uh, different races of of ETs that are visiting the planet. So. Interesting. What's up? It kind of reminds me I can go ahead and catch the sunrise at the Anders Rockets in four weeks now. <laughs> Remember how um, I know that there are some talk about like some of the sci-fi shows out there is almost like a cover or kind of a play on words or whatever when it comes to um, some of the projects that the that the military has. And I know, have you ever watched Stargate? No. Okay. Stargate Which would pro- one probably one. should be one that I watch, right? <laughs> as much as I I'm love in, Stargate. Into it. I love yeah. Stargate SG one, probably one of my favorites. But uh, I want to say it was about halfway through. It could have been a little bit earlier. Uh, earlier. But they had a they had a episode that literally poked fun at at the show itself, and you know, and. Even though I knew it was supposed to be making fun of, uh, making fun of their own selves, I'm like, you are so giving yourselves away at the same time. Because in the show, you know, it, it it's written by this other supposed nut in the uh, in quotations in the show, and uh, it was okay. This is a top secret government organization that travels through wormholes, yada yada yada, and and. Uh, you know, it does this whole show. I'm like, so wait a minute, you're saying, you know, you're making fun of yourself for doing this. But at the same time, I'm like, I wonder. And somehow or another, I don't remember how I, how I found out about it, but I literally found out what the show was based on, what Air Force project the show was based on. And I looked up and got all the files for it. Uh, I think I lost it. I think I actually mentioned this to you whenever we actually made our uh, our documentary last year. Mm. But it was just interesting. I'm yeah. like, okay, 
and I'm, and I'm kind of trying to figure out, okay, of the show, how much of the show is just like loose interpretation versus plan words of the actual project? Does that make sense? I know some people are kind of kind of going to go on that. And yes, Adam, I actually have a friend of mine actually gave me his collection of start of uh, Stargate. No, I mean Star Trek. The next generation, and I have, I think, about four or five seasons of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they hide a lot of this stuff in in movies, and uh, it's fun to find it. You know, it's fun to, yeah. to see the stuff and where it comes from, and you know, a lot of technology. They say that the technology we have is anywhere from. You know, they try to one of the early numbers they threw out was like you know what I'm saying, thirty years behind the technology. Uh, that we have in the movies that we're we're a little bit behind, but um, but they've also said thousands of years, so a thousand years behind too. So um, yeah, I, I'm you know what I'm saying like everything that was going on in in, in Star Wars when that was you know all that came out mm-hmm. in the in the what 80s or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, they've already had that technology. That's that's stuff that's happening, and then now we have you know Star Wars and uh, Trump you know, branding a um, branch of the military called Space Force. Now we are policing yeah. space, you know, and it's something that just seems like it was in the movies, but it's always been real. Mm-hmm. They just don't, you know, let people know about it. So, yeah, I don't know. They think they think people are going to panic. One of the, the excuses early on was that, you know, that it would end religion and religion would, would suffer if the truth came out about, uh, UFOs and aliens because they're not in the Bible as what other people would say, but religion <laughs> has a way of adapting, you know? Oh, and so, yeah. so yeah, they would take a stance and we know that the majority of Christians, you know, take the stance that UFOs are, you know, demonic, demonic. monsters. Yeah. And, and, um, and even now with all of the UFO disclosure coming out, you know, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's even more, Christians being vocal about, you know, these are not from another planet, but they're from another dimension, the dimension of hell, <laughs> you know, a portal <laughs> of hell or something, you know, and so all these Christians are like scaring people about the UFO and alien phenomena. So, yeah. The one thing that doesn't make sense about that is that um, if they're from the dimension of hell, that means that hell's open. But I don't want to go. I don't want to go off on a tirade or kind of get it completely off on topic. But it's just like they don't fully understand what they're saying, and they don't. What, what's what's that word I'm looking for? They don't uh, think critically of what they're saying. They're just trying to explain it all away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with as much money as it is in ufology, especially from the Christian perspective, Christian teaching on like pastors are teaching on CERN and stuff now, you know, and. You know they can they can teach on this stuff and you know what I'm saying Sunday morning now but uh yeah you know without being looked at like like they're crazy as it was you know ten years ago so mm-hmm. the Illuminati and New World Order and whatever mm-hmm. now pastors are, are speaking on it which they're reading from the Book of Enoch now you know like that's that's normal yeah. for for a lot of pastors to quote you know which is crazy compared to kind of where where i've seen where we've seen but now 
I, I haven't come across one yet, but I'm looking forward to it. But like you know, I know me, you, and uh, and a lot of the what what we call mystics do kind of go to it on a regular basis and all. And basically, I consider it scripture. I know some people don't, and that's perfectly fine to each their own. But I'm still kind of going through all the different apocrypha, so it's yeah, it's just it's fascinating what all is in there, and and as you continue to do that research and kind of figure out or I don't want to say figure out kind of question why was this removed when this is clearly you know spirit led you can feel it but it's just it's fascinating that mm-hmm. that stuff and whatnot um Paul Wilcox says that uh, LA Marzuli uh has a new documentary out about them being demonic yeah yeah, they all. Um, I don't think I've heard of him before. I have to look him up. Really? No, he's like one of the. He's the biggest name in Christian ufology. Lynn Marzuli, L.A. Marzuli. I know. I actually had a book. Oh, I actually bought it several years ago. I have yet to go through. I think it's by Chuck Missler. Okay, he's a big it name was, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I actually. I have. I actually have. The Genesis thing, uh, uh, Genesis by Chuck Missler. And, uh, no, just Genesis and Genesis and general of him going through Genesis. So I'm gonna have to see if I can okay. find the book that I had that I bought a few years ago based on aliens. And whenever I found out that you know he was a big proponent of that, that kind of surprised me. But now, now I understand more of like, mm-hmm. ah, okay, I see. Yep. Um. I'm going to read some of these chats here. Let me know if anybody's on the line. Go ahead and uh, screen the calls. I think we got some callers coming in. Uh, Zoo Man says, I actually Someone got started. I actually got started seeking knowledge after reading a Christian book called The New World Order, written by Pat Robertson in 1992. Wow. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, Pat Robinson, he was on his jump back in the day. Um, you know, with uh, the end of the world, you know, stuff and revelations, this revelation that him and um, probably I'm probably thinking more of Jack Van Impey. Uh, but yeah, Jack Van Impey was definitely one that uh, that was big on that. Him and his wife, Rexella, um, big end time people. But yeah, it's always, you know, a book or a movie or. Uh, catastrophe, something, you know, sparks these uh, spiritual awakenings, you know, and uh, 
prompts people to uh, to ask those deeper questions. And if you're reading that and looking into this kind of stuff in 1992, we already know you're a trooper and you've probably seen and been through it all, you know, like like most of us here, you know, been in this stuff early on. Um, I got into a lot of this, you know, in probably 2007, 2008 with 9-11 truth and all that kind of stuff and uh, Hebrew Israelite movements and Illuminati and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, um, it's cool. Good to see you. All right. Good to see you guys in chat. We got Tony waiting for whenever you're ready uh, regarding a CE5 encounter that he awesome. wants to share. Go ahead and bring him in. All righty. Hey, how you guys doing? Tony, what's up, man? Oh, just here in Mount Shasta watching this fire. <laughs> hey, that's another right, energy vortex, right? Yeah, oh, most definitely. Yeah, been a lot of fires right mm. here around the mountain lately. Wow. Just keep an eye on uh, but I, I call, you know, I just, I got the notification and saw there was a live thing going and decided I'd call in because I've been listening to all your live broadcasts recently and uh, thought you thought I'd share a benign um, so I have a friend who had just come back from Peru and he had been down uh, drinking ayahuasca medicine with some of the ayahuasqueros down there. And he also makes medicine, um, same kind of medicine, except it, his medicine was derived from mimosa hostilis root bark and uh, the other part of it was the, from Syrian root. You follow me so far? Yeah. Uh, so I had just met him through a, a mutual sister, and I was living in Seal Beach at the time, and um, we were gonna we were looking for a place to go have a ceremony, and uh, ultimately we ended up in Malibu Canyon, California, at a state park there, and. Uh, so we drink. Oh, we, let me let me back up a little bit. Earlier in the week, because it took us a few days to like find a spot we wanted to do go go to, and and a uh, couple days in, you know, he's sharing a couple of UFO experiences with me that he had had, you know, over in uh, Texas, Lubbock, Texas, Cap, Cap Rock Canyon. He's telling me about these experiences and. Man, I'm pretty fascinated and you know, I've never had any, you know, I'm open to, I was open to the idea, but I never had anything like that myself. So, um, I was still on the skeptical side of things and I was like, man, you know, that would be really cool, you know, have to see one. And so a few days later, we're out there in Malibu Canyon and, um, it was just the three of us, just me and brother and sister and we a small hill in the middle of that valley and uh, we're camping out we drink this medicine and 
he was playing the singing bowl. He had a 300 year old singing bowl that was like handmade by the Bompo people in in the Himalayas. Mm. And uh, he's playing the singing bowl. That was the first time I had even seen a singing bowl before. And uh, playing the singing bowl, and we had drank the medicine, and this medicine just just ripped me apart, really. Super, super intense. And literally, I was screaming for Jesus <laughs> for about three hours. Hey, hey, for some reason, you're really low right now. It's like, it kind of sounds like you're away from the phone. Yeah, hold on just a second. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hold on just a second. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. Okay. Um, so where was I? I was screaming for Jesus. Screaming for Jesus for three hours, right? Is that what you said? I was, man. I was, I mean, it was just, I've, you know, I've had a lot of medicine experiences and prior to that. Um, I had never drank any kind of, uh, I'd never orally consumed DMT uh, with monoamine oxidase inhibitors and um, so here we drank this medicine and while I'm coming up on the medicine I was feeling really good and I just kind of made a comment like man I could take a whole lot of this stuff and he was like oh yeah and uh, give me another dropper full of it and um, within just a few minutes, I'm screaming for Jesus for a long time. Like I got re I get really cold. It, it was like the temperature just dropped 40 or 50 degrees all of a sudden, and I was just freezing, just freezing. Like I almost, almost like I was in hell. Except hell is like a, like a place where it's freezing, not hot. And um, so I go through this whole experience and come out the other side of it and it's about 3 30 in the morning and i'm just kind of just now like starting to like sit up and move around and um you know like in a place you know just kind of in this afterglow and in a place where kind of want to start talking about things and um i went to I went to get my backpack. I was going to roll a joint. And um, all of a sudden, like all of the, it was like, it just started like one, you know, you know how like when coyotes howl, like one will howl and another one and another one. Mm -hmm. And I was, it was like one and then another and another. And then and it wasn't just the coyotes. It was just like all the animals in the whole <laughs> valley that start going crazy. Just, I mean, it's just so freaking loud. And I live in Southern California for a while, and I've been through earthquakes and stuff, and I know how animals, you know, they, how they act right before an earthquake. So that's yeah. what I thought was, I was like, hey guys, I think we're about to have an earthquake. And my friend who made the medicine we drank, he pops up and he says, just all nonchalant, he says, he says, it looks like we have an unexpected guest. I'm like, what? What, what do you mean? <laughs> and he says, look right over there. 
and he's pointing out in the sky, like, and it, he was pointing uh, to the north of where we were. So, like, he was, um, it was like pointing towards like Santa Monica, that area, uh, Topanga, and um, and I'm looking at this. It's a looked like a really bright star, and I said, "Well, what is it?" He says, "It's it's a UFO. It knows we're here, and it's looking for us." I'm like, what, dude? Now's not the time, you know. Like, now's not the time for, you know, like fooling around. And so I'm looking at this thing, and it's sitting there in the sky, and I'm like, man, it could just be like a light on a tower, or you know, like, you know, what could it be a plane? Because like LAX was in that direction too. And I was like, could it be a plane? Like, I'm really scrutinizing it, and and it's just really bright I, could, I mean you could kind of tell it was in the atmosphere it wasn't like outside the atmosphere it was just like it, it you know it was could have been a light on a tower and i'm looking at it really hard and, and all of a sudden it just shoots off like to the to the left just super i mean from a standstill to i don't even know how fast it was like just so fast which was not anything like what I had, you know, I wasn't expecting that at all. So it was like all of a sudden, you know, here's this thing. I never seen anything move like that before. And, um, it makes its way around cause it started off really fast and then it had slowed down and it was just making this big arc, right? Like, a, cause it was a, probably five miles out at least. And it makes this big, huge arc. And this thing, as it's getting closer to us, about halfway between where it was and where where we were, you could tell that it, there were three lights. There were three lights in, in a triangular pattern. And uh, it, it was just getting closer and closer. And I don't know whether I should run or hide or or sit still or what. I mean, it was kind of one of those, like an unnerving, like what's about to happen right now? I mean, are we about to get abducted? Is this thing going to stop? Like, I mean, this is just kind of freaking me out. Yeah. And so it just, it, it comes closer and closer. And this craft, whatever it was, was at least the size of a small grocery store, right? Just as, big huge triangular like a equilateral triangular craft and it's 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 going no more than 10 miles an hour and it's at a low altitude to i mean it was so low i could have threw a rock and hit it and it just goes by and it doesn't make a sound at all just all you could hear was just the wind you know just passing through the air it didn't stop it just kept going but it was one of these i got the distinct feeling that you know, being having tryptamine compounds in the brain and the brain being a receiver and a transmitter that somehow whoever is manning these crafts have a way of picking up on those signals. And yeah. perhaps that was the reason why it showed up because it's like what my friend had said right when he spotted it was that it you know it what it was and it's looking for us and that it knew we were there and this thing just flew straight over the spot we were i mean like directly above head so 
anyways, that's my story. Yeah, wow. That's crazy, man. So you saw it at first, it like flew away, then it came right above you guys. Yeah, it was it was pretty far out in the sky and it, it, it just shot off really fast. And uh at some point it had just slowed down and when it it was just it was approaching very slow, is what I'm saying. It never the the speed never really changed after that first uh, after it first took off and then it slowed down and it just stayed at that pace and it just was just kind of slowly creeping up, you know, and this thing just flew right over, like almost as if to say, you know, hello, we're here, we're real. And it was, you know, cause I mean, earlier in the week I was like, man, it would be really cool to see something like that. And then next thing you know, there's, there was one. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. That stuff will change your yeah. life, man. When you have an an encounter like that, you know. Seems yeah. like you were you you was on the uh, the uh, roller coaster because you had all the emotions. You went to hell, then essentially went to heaven. A beautiful, blissful experience, I guess. Yeah, for sure. It it definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. It it definitely. Um. I'm no longer a skeptic, you know, like I don't know exactly what to make of it other than the fact that, okay, there are interdimensional or extraterrestrial um, beings that are present here with us. Um, I didn't get the sense that these beings were malevolent in any way, because mm -hmm. if if they wanted to be, they could have been, I'm yep. certain. Um, but it, it, it gave me a, a good feeling like, okay, you know, there's, there, this is a real thing and, um, and everything is okay. Like we're, uh, I, I get the sense that yes, we have allies that are, um, they're, they're benevolent beings that are here kind of like, uh, keeping an eye on things that, you know, as to protect us from ourselves in a way. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think that uh, we've been talking about that a lot lately, that they're just see, uh, seem to be watching over humanity. They've been here since the beginning, but they, I think they're limited in, in what they can do as far as our um, evolution, you know, they kind of, with, with our affairs, you know? Yeah, well, um, there are certain universal laws that are in place that they observe and, and honor. And, you know, for, for those of us that consent to being contacted, then that contact can be made. But for the greater whole of... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Humanity and societies, uh, you know, yeah. they don't have that consent. So it's like they would be, they would be violating our free will if they were just to, just uncloak their ships and everybody saw it. It could be psychologically damaging, I think, to some people. So yeah. Yep. I think that's why they, you know, kind of stay in the stay in the shadows or whatever you want to call it. They just, you know. But I have been contacted multiple times since then, like in different ways. Yeah, it's life changing, man. Um, you know, no, no, you don't really hear the term up abduction or abductee. People call themselves contactees and experiencers now, you know, because they have these, these beautiful experiences. And, um, I know, um, Travis Walton from, from fire in the sky, right? The, uh, person whose you know, story that that movie was based off of, um, comes back now and says that his encounter was, was pleasant, you know, that they were trying to help him because, um, he got too close to the ship when it powered up. And so they had to, uh, help resuscitate him and all that kind of stuff. And that's why they picked him up on the ship. Um, so you a lot of those scary. Oh, wow. Yeah. You haven't heard that? No, I hadn't heard that. That's the first I've heard of it. And I definitely watched that movie when it came out. So I'm exactly. familiar with the, uh, familiar with that. Yeah. I remember. yeah I, 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 see, I see them hanging out here sometimes, uh, here in Mount Shasta. I, I see them there. They, they, I actually have some video footage of, of one that stuck around for a little while. The first time I ever, um, got photos or a video footage of it, you know, it's kind of strange. <laughs> like yeah. crazy looking like Merkaba type craft. Changing, like I was able to zoom shape. in and have a camera. Huh? Was it changing shape and stuff or? Um, well, I have a, a Canon camera. It's not like a super fancy one, but it does zoom in pretty good. And, um, you know, this, it was the same kind of thing, a, a bright light out there in the sky. And I'm, I'm looking at, uh, you know, there's no stars or planets that should have been right there at the time. And so I'm zooming in on this thing and, and my footage is a little bit shaky cause like I'm trying to hold it still. Um, but it's like the slightest movement changes it, but yeah, this yeah. thing, uh, it looked like in the, in the zoomed in, in the zoomed in footage, it looks like a there's a membrane around the outer outer it almost looks like a cell it yeah. looks like a a cell with a membrane and it has like a, a, a hexagonal shape inside of it and i could see that there were these um, darker they were they were they weren't light, lit up or anything but there were these like things that were coming up from underneath it and they were poke, pop, poking up against the, the outer membrane. They would just like kind of bounce against it and then go into it. Hmm. And it was just, you know, and it was just like again and again and again, like that thing, that's not a, and it would just sit there. It sat there. I waited all the way until the sun came up because it was that, you know, it was 
it was two or three in the morning when I first saw the thing, and all the stars and the moon and everything are going across the sky, and this thing just still sitting there, the same spot, pretending like it was a star. Yeah. Um, yeah, was, so they're definitely here, if anybody has any doubt. Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen some footage of of literally what you're explaining. There's there's footage of of similar stuff on the internet for sure. That looks looks just like that membrane and and uh, almost looks like something from Metroid. Do you remember one of the the little? Yeah, beat, I remember the, that game. Yeah, it was. Like, I remember something from Metroid looking looking similar to that too. Um, but yeah, there's there's footage of of uh, those type of ships for sure. Right on, right on. Well, man, uh, I really appreciate the work you do. Um, well, you and I have a mutual friend, Richie. Yes, sir. He was, uh, he was staying with me a um, few months ago and turned me on to your music. And nice. Then I subscribed to your channel and been kind of following along. Oh, yeah, that's what's up, man. Richie's a good guy, man. He is a good guy. Um earlier the 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 caller before like was talking about like star wars and star trek and how um how a lot of uh metaphysical truths are infused into these movies and they're they're um put in the setting of this fictitious story but it's actually real yep. and i know this to be I know this to be the case because uh, my grandfather, he was a metaphysician, and um, but he's also an author. He's a science fiction author. And he was explaining to me that, um, you know, the hierarchies in the universe are infused into these stories as to to warm humanity up to the idea. Of uh, of these hierarchies, you know, so ascended masters and stuff like this, science guys, just like lords of the nebula, and you know, there's different kinds of um, characters in a in a in a story. So there are definitely a, a lot of that, like uh, John Carter, you know, Edgar mm -hmm. Rice Burroughs, and some of these other authors. They, you know, they that's what they were doing with their stories. Yeah. Uh, if anybody ever watches the movie John Carter, that stuff's actually real. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Well, one of the ones pretty you know big. that always does it for me was something we talked about a while ago: the Book of Enoch. And um, you know, the Book yeah. of Enoch. When when uh, I remember when um, uh, Transformers came out, the movie, and the name of the movie was Rise of the Fallen. And it, and the plot and where the the evil Decepticons were in these in chains of darkness and uh, buried in the earth and under under the ocean and things like that and all of that was straight out of the Book of Enoch. It's almost like plagiarism. Like they ripped the Book mm -hmm. of Enoch out and just changed the names of these characters, you know. And so all of the ancient texts and ancient mysticism and um, stuff is just being regurgitated and recycled for sure. You know, it was it was written down somewhere. And, and I think the more digging that you do, you can find it uh, in, in some ancient holy books. For me, it's the Bible. Like I like to tear the Bible apart and finding all types of 
cool like mysticism in the Bible that that or, or like you know what I'm saying spirituality that was you know that we we've given away or whatever but it's like man that stuff's even in in the scriptures man you know they you're saying that you know this book doesn't have that stuff in it this book is is uh you know against those things it's like no this book is full of magical magic and mystery and UFOs and and entities and telecommute telepathic communication like UFOs is full of all of that man you know totally. we see that stuff just totally. sprinkled through the the movies you know well you know you know Jesus Yeshua when he would teach he would teach in parables yeah and uh, the parables and, and like all these other teachings in all the other in all the wisdom traditions right uh, they they there's both the exoteric and esoteric so the exoteric, uh, the ex- exoteric is for the layman, the common yeah. people. Mm-hmm. The esoteric is for those that really can read between the lines and pick up on these subtle secrets that that are there. That <clears throat> people that are seekers, you know, it's not just these simple moral, uh, moral, moral of the story and stuff like that. There's yeah. like actual hidden meaning there for. Uh, if, if you know, if, if one has a, the mind, you know, if one's crown is uh, is open enough to pick up on these these subtleties. So, like, and that's, I mean, the Bible is definitely full of it. The whole book is, yeah. uh, it's an esoteric manuscript. But here, what we have, what we see today. Uh, as the, you know, the, just the common Christian teaching, fundamentalist Christian, Christian teachings is all exoteric. Mm-hmm. They're not really, they're kind of closed off to the mysticism. So it's like, this, mm-hmm. you know, all this mysticism and supernatural stuff is kind of just left out of, it was like, wow, you guys are missing out on like 90% of this whole entire teaching. Yeah. And so then that's, why we have wars and people who disagree so much about their religious beliefs. Um, yeah, taking it literal, man. You I was going to read you something. Have you read any? Have you read the Keys of Enoch by J.J. Hertek? I have not. At all? Have not. You mind if I read you something? Go ahead. All right. Um, the Melchizedek Brotherhood. The Keys of Enoch by J.J. Hertak, the Brotherhood, was defined as the Earth's spiritual guardians. The hierarchy guided thus Lord Sananda, known in this life as Yeshua ben Joseph, and later as Jesus the Christ, heads the healing legions of brothers. The Archangel Michael heads the warrior legions. Together, they are called the Paradise Sons. The warriors cut the tongues and the healers bind the wounds. So does spirit support us in our healing and on our individual path to ascending gracefully into the higher realms. The brothers are also the scribes for spirit, keeping keepers of the Akashic records. They perform, perform diverse functions of the divine plan and include many levels of spiritual awareness. The ascended masters form the higher energetic layers of the brotherhood, and yet they speak as we. Indeed, if all is one, 
then they are all interrelated vibrational essences. Any need for individual identification is as a result of, of our dualistic views and preconditioned thinking. To them, we are all one, including us. Melchizedek history from various sources. Melchizedek, eternal Lord of light, the sovereign of light, is in charge of organizing the levels of the heavenly worlds of Yahweh for transit into new creation, co-equal with Metatron and Michael in the rescue, regenesis, and re-education of worlds going through the purification of living life. Melchizedek is a manifestation of the Son of God. In the history of a planet, Melchizedek was commissioned to prepare the true priesthood of sonship upon a planet for ecostological participation with the sons of light. Enoch said, the order of the elect of the order of Melchizedek are sons of light who have chosen to come into the world of form and manifest the sovereignty of Yahweh in transmuting the earth. They work in implementing the truth of God and occasionally even show themselves as a visible order administering to man through the Merkabah, so that the archaeotectonic models in the heavens can be built on the earth as signposts to the many levels of the universal creation. It holds the keys to the opening of the heavens with respect to the contact areas on the earth and has the ability to commune with the celestial communities of the brotherhoods of light throughout the father universes, coordinating with the coordinating with the work of the Christ in the heavens and on the earth. The order is eternal and has foreordained its priests and programs before the world was. In the history of the planet, the order of Melchizedek has existed in a small, fam in a small family communities of priests, scientists, and poets, scholars who have faithfully attended to the word of God. They administer the gifts of Shekinah, affecting the mental, physical, and spiritual states of existence. The priesthood is visible within every generation as a scattered brotherhood of light, so as to permeate the tree of the human race with the anointing power of the light needed to reawaken and resurrect the righteous seed into the light of the higher world. They are the sons of truth behind historical wisdom, holding the keys to the true history of the planet and the true genealogy of the Adamic people. According to Enoch, the sacred library of their priestly documents were moved from the temple in Jerusalem into the desert areas such as Qumran to preserve their records until the end of time, when the sons of light, as the order of Melchizedek, will return to the earth to unite the scattered, scattered brotherhoods of Melchizedek and establish the kingdom of God with Jesus, who is the eternal son and high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Moses had the keys to, to the priesthood of the light, revealed to him by God before the creation of the world. When he came to earth, he was anointed by the priesthood on earth as a righteous recipient of that light, which had been passed on from Noah and his generations to Abraham, and from Abraham to Jethro, and then to Moses. And that's it. Wow. That's awesome, man. I haven't even read that. Um, where, where are you reading that from right now? Like, I know you're reading the book, but do you have a physical copy or is it online or? Um, actually, I'm reading it from a link. Um, 
I'm reading it from, it's a WordPress document. Um, oops. Well, yeah, I'm just saying because I can't find that book anywhere less than 200 bucks. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, let me see. I will, uh, I will, I will put the link in the chat. Awesome. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, Appreciate that. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm looking it up now, and... Uh, <laughs> The cheapest one is is two hundred bucks, and that's cheap. The rest of them are, are way more. The Book of Knowledge, the, yeah. keys of, the keys of Enoch. I think I actually have all three. I, I just haven't read the other two yet. It's the uh, it's the it's the white book with the uh, the seven rays on it. The seven rays, like yeah. the the. Yeah. Uh, um, it says Yahweh on the on the cover. And there's hands with yeah. uh, rays of healing coming down. Yeah, it it, it has the dove, the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let me see. I'm gonna. So it's, it was the second edition came out in 1982, but yeah, it's expensive. I guess it's rare. Interesting. Uh, I used to have the book myself, uh, but it kind of got. It kind of got lifted. Yeah, I like I like uh, collecting um, rare books, so that's a new one. I, yeah, two hundred bucks. Is yeah, you cheapest. should check it out. If, if you can get your get your hands on a copy of that, there's another one called the Pistis Sophia. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of that one for sure. Yeah, I, I'm posting the, that link right now. All right. I appreciate it. Hey, uh, Tony, man, thanks for calling in and sharing your story, bro. And it's good to meet you, man. Yeah, likewise, man. We'll keep in touch. All right. Sounds good, brother. Many blessings, bro. Thank you. Y'all take it easy. Shalom. Take care, Tony. Shalom. All right. That's awesome. Okay. Next we got... We have uh, Kat. Kat. Uh, she has... Uh, apparently, you've talked to her before, and it's been a, been a couple of years. Okay. Kat, welcome to the show. What's up? Hi. I haven't talked to you. I, d I called to say hi, and I did have a few little experiences I would talk about, too. But I, it's, been years, it's been a long time since I've talked to you live. <laughs> yeah, this is Kat so, Doherty? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Good Good to hear yeah, from you. I, you, too. I usually, like, am I have been shy sometimes about talking <laughs> like this, but I'm getting better. I and I, I know you 
years ago you prayed for me for a place to live and I have had a place the last three years. Awesome. You know, I I ended up with cancer again, diagnosis again last year, but I've been on like a cleansing, fasting, well, a whole journey with that, but I'm finally finding a protocol that I think is where I want to be. Awesome. That's fasting and all that. Maybe I'll see. Maybe I'll see more stuff as I'm cleansing more and more. <laughs> but I um, hope you're doing all right. Yeah, doing good. Obviously, you've seen I had uh, COVID, so we're. I'm doing better today. Yeah, I'll yeah. say that. I'm doing. Me and my good. wife are both doing better. Um, able to get more more breath in in our lungs and take deeper breaths today. So yeah, yesterday in the last yeah. couple of days well, were scary, you know. So yeah, we're doing good today for sure. Well, I I know we won't I won't get into all that on this, mm-hmm. but there I've I've been using like my whole protocol. There's a nebulizer that I use, and I I nebulize this folic blend and silver, and that is something you should look into. It okay, really yeah, helps. a lot of people have been saying that for sure. Yeah. Okay, and I like I know I've said Doctor Detox, but that's who I'm following, and he's got some amazing products. But, and he's. Opening a healing retreat center in Mexico, as I'm hoping to get there. Oh, awesome, that awesome. One yeah, yeah. But I, <laughs> I had like three things that were very like visual and physical, and then I mean I always like see little things, feel things, see things in the sky. But um, mm-hmm. I think it was three or four years ago. I actually decided to go to oh no, a month before I went to the beach. I was at on somebody's property and I had taken mushrooms and was laying out looking at the sky and me and another person I was with saw a UFO fly over our head and we were looking at the sky and you could see, you know, okay, things looked a different color and that's an airplane, but it looked funky. And it, we both stood up and said, do you see that? Yeah. And it's like, it stopped and hovered over us full on face um, UFO did a zigzag and flew off, but we both saw it. So that mm. was interesting. And then a month later, I was at the beach, decided to burn my dreadlocks. I had been sitting in a box for years. <laughs> and I saw a shape-shifting Sasquatch. It, uh, I was like in between the beach and the woods where I was at. Nobody was there. It was a full moon. My friend went to the hotel, and I was all by myself. And I saw... Flat, a dark figure, it turned into Sasquatch. I got scared and it dissipated. So that was interesting with the UFO Sasquatch. Wow. Phenomena. You think they're related? Do you think think that Sasquatch is uh, some type of interdimensional, right? You say you've seen something uh, shape-shift into it. The one I saw was definitely, yeah. yeah, I think it was, yes. Yeah, and then, I mean, I, I lived in a old house in North Carolina that was from the 20s, and I used to see, I'd wake up seeing things like creatures and weird phenomenon bugs, and I got shaken out of bed by an uh, apparition. Like, literally felt, <laughs> grabbed my leg, foot, and shook me out of bed, and I think they were trying to tell me, she was trying to tell me something, it was like an older lady, but I did have that happen as well but wow. yeah i i have i have a friend here in oregon who sees everything he can talk to beings he can talk to people across over and he 
has a skew machine. He happens to do energy work, but he sees everything. <laughs> I'm hoping I'll get get to that point where he's more visual like that. But I definitely always feel, I feel a lot, still things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm. I'm. I'm big on like you know. There's so much that we get to see and we get to kind of like you know visit their realm. You know, through meditation and yeah. through breath work. I mean, there's so many cool, cool tools that we have, you know, DMT and psilocybin, yeah. you know, so we can kind of peer into that realm. But for me, yeah. I, the, the cool stories is when they peer into ours, you know, when they when they pop yeah. in and we get to see them like the Sasquatch or the UFO or the ghost and the paranormal, yeah. you know, those th- those experiences for me prove the existence of the afterlife, you know. Oh, definitely. And I, well, and I used to have more UFO dreams. I don't remember my dreams all the time and I don't, I haven't had any that I remember as a but I used to have a lot of them when I was younger and like probably in my twenties and thirties, but not so much lately, but now I've been on this, like I've just did my third water fast. Hmm. I'm on this water fast, but it has supplements. Like I never thought it, I never, I've done so many fasts that I couldn't really stick to just the water, but yeah. these supplements in it, it's really really taking me to another another level i did a six and nine and a six and then it's like three or four or five days coming off so nice big one, but that's what i've been on every two months so i've done i just got finished with my third one <laughs> yeah, yeah we did um I, I i did a three-day fast a three-day of a five-day fast i wish i would have stayed and did the whole thing but i felt so good after yeah. the three days the three days were was amazing too yeah. like yeah well, that's what he said. After you get the third, after you get through the third day, that's when your stem cells start producing. So that's when it gets easier. Yeah. And, um, it was. It, me, I was like feeling so good it. afterwards. I didn't even want to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, ah. Yeah, that's how I feel. And then when I eat, I'm like, oh, that's why I'm. I'm like, fourth day coming off, and I just started eating today, and I'm like, oh, I can still remember. Like, it's good. It's very weird just coming back from, like, I stay away from people mostly and then coming back to talk, interacting with people yeah. and food and my digestion and all those things. It's, yeah. So somebody somebody uh, in the chat says, uh, I guess they have a question about the fasting. They want to know yeah. what a dry fast is. Do you want to explain the difference? Oh, no, I'm not. I'm doing a water fast. Um, I'm following the protocol of the Dr. Detox, his name's Daryl Wolf, where I'm doing, um, actually, it's structured water, very specific one. With, I don't, I, I, you know, some people do go to that dry fast, but I like to stay hydrated. So with this, I'm doing, it's structured water. Yeah. And then I have these full acid supplements that he has. There's like several supplements that you can add in and um, a few essential oils. Can do lemon, orange, and cinnamon essential oil yeah. oils in the water. It's that he's really big on the structured water, and I I never I bought a little portable structured water unit. I've never had that before, and I, this is definitely I've done just fruit, and I've done where I was mostly not drinking water, and it's just a few mm-hmm. hours of eating, and I got dehydrated on those. So this I don't oh, get, yeah. you know I like this I like this For a lot. Sure. This is one oh, I've, been, cool. I've been able to stick with <laughs> for years. I've tried everything, a million supplements, and different diets and fasts, and this is finally where I really am convinced. Mm, I'm good. actually, my tumors have been shrinking. In just a few months of doing this, my tumors are shrinking. So wow. 
an insane result. That's definitely. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, do you're yeah finding what works for you and uh, sticking with it, man. Where especially where you're getting results. So that's awesome. Yeah, I've been. Yeah, because I mean, I sure I did two weeks of fruit only, and yeah, my skin looks good and it's not, but. <laughs> And the intermittent, and I do intermittent too, but I still get the water. I think it's, I don't like the getting dehydrated. I mean, I know people go extreme and do the dry fasting with nothing and work their way up to that. Mm-hmm. And through that, probably can be beneficial, but then you get, I get, for me, getting dehydrated is not fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for calling in and, and, and sharing your story yeah. and uh, checking in with me. It's good to, yeah. good to hear from you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I will be listening. <laughs> All right, my friend. Good to hear from you. Many blessings. All right. All right, shalom. All right, you too. All right. Um, everybody listening on, on YouTube, watching on YouTube, make sure y'all click the thumbs up button, man. Click the like button. I know we're over an hour into the show, but it does trigger the algorithms, and we've seen it send it out to to more people when everybody starts clicking like like more people join in because it's put putting it out there it's the algorithm so make sure y'all uh, if you're enjoying yourself man if you want if you want me to do more of these these open open air open line uh really no agenda uh streams man make sure y'all click the thumbs up and we'll see how they perform uh they've been performing good so we, we were doing these with um just the um uh, Zoom panel. So for the patrons, you know, every so often we'll do a, just a, a round table and get, you know, three or four of us on here and start with a question and just kind of roll the ideas. And it's so funny because like I'm playing devil's advocate as far as like, you know, just kind of rolling both sides of a stance or a circumstance or a situation and presenting both and just creating dialogue. Right. And obviously I have my beliefs and I state them. I'm not married to any of them, but you know, it's to put that aside, just to explore. And that's fun, man. You know, for us to, to, to cling to any kind of belief and think that that's the only way I think we're, we're uh, deceiving ourselves. So, I mean, I do that on, on my podcast anyway, when I have a guest on, even if me and the guests disagree, I just prod them and ask questions and I, I enjoy finding out what people believe and why. So that's the stance I take. But when we, we do that with the, the round table with three or four people, it's funny because I, we've yet to have um, people who take a hard left or a hard right. Like everybody has their you know, own, you know, personal belief or preference, but they're not hard right or hard left with it. So we were all like playing, <laughs> playing the what ifs and, you know, exploring the ideas or maybe that's why this is happening. And maybe that that's fun. And it's so cool. It's so cool because like, you know, you, you know, it's you, you pride each other with for conversation, you know, and, and somebody brings something else to the table, not in a debate. Not and I'm going to prove you wrong and this is the only way and that kind of stuff. But like, hey, let's explore it a little bit. Hey, have you ever thought about this? Wow, that's deep. No, I haven't. And so I liked being challenged, you know, but but not challenged in a debateful, you know, way or whatever or your wrong way. But hey, hey, have you thought about this? This could be what really is happening. 
And uh, so the uh, roundtable discussions have been fun. So that's one thing we do uh, on Patreon for those of you who are patrons. We've done a couple of those with with Richie, Fred, myself, and we just kind of have a revolving cast when we do that as well. So if you guys want to be a part of a roundtable discussion with me, um, join the Patreon and we do them those sporadically too. So we're going to be going a lot, live a lot more. So we're going to be doing a lot more of it and uh, bringing some more stuff to the table. So yeah, just, uh, yeah, see, we got a bunch of likes already. Thank you guys for clicking the like. Thank you for clicking the thumbs up um, just in that short few minutes there. Uh, I want to say thank you to um, Illuminous who gave the super chat. Thank you for the $5 super chat. Every little bit helps, man. Thank you so much. It means the world. Um, so, um, Gothic, you, uh, yeah. yeah. You seen the book? Did you Google it? Do you know which one it is? Because I've seen that image everywhere, like from the front of that uh, book. I have not, but I do know that I actually have two different copies of the three books of Enoch. Do you, if you have that copy, I'll buy it from you for for like forty bucks. <laughs> Let me grab the the two that I do have. Give me one second. Yeah, dude, uh, it's uh the cheapest the cheapest copy is two hundred. Um, and I'll, I'll see if I can, um, share this on the screen here for the, those of you who are watching, who can't go away. Those of you who are listening on the podcasting apps, you won't be able to see it, but so there's the book there. Most of you have, if you've done any, any Googling of images and, and books, you've probably seen this image. I'll make it bigger. So it's got the, so this one's, this one's got a different name of God on the front. That's interesting. I'm assuming that's the name of God. I don't know what that is. The other one, the other ones have different different names. Um, interesting. I have not seen that before. So the other one has uh, it says Yahweh. This one says I don't. Kofi. Interesting. It's, it's something Greek. I don't know. Interesting. But it could be the different keys, right? So um, I think there's there's three different keys of Enoch, I believe. So. You know, I've always thought that those keys of Enoch were like, like a cult saturated with like magical spells and stuff. What am I thinking of with Enoch? I know this, I know Solomon, right? Like uh, the keys of Solomon, right? Maybe you were thinking about the st- like the keys of Solomon or something like that, which I have. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I so. found one of the. Actually, this is one of the books I. I was using and reading from uh, whenever I was doing that thing with uh, Kenny, uh, the books of Enoch, uh, first, second, and third. So I'm not even sure if I have the book that he was reading from. So uh, C-Truth says, is that the Elohim? I guess you're asking about what's on there. So I think that is the seven rays of light. which is a concept that I feel like Blavatsky came up with. Um, she might not have, like, now, now it, could, it could be Alice Bailey, uh, some, somebody else out of her camp, but the seven rays of light. And there, there's different, different. Um, I guess, let's see, what would be the easiest way to explain it? Probably, do you want to pull up a definition for me of, of, of the seven rays just to explain it um, yeah. for definition? But... I would say that they're they're different personifications of the one light um, and people type. Seven rays of God. Seven rays of God. Yeah. 
Uh, the Seven Rays of God is a concept that has appeared in several religions and esoteric philosophies in both Western culture and in India since the last six. It went dot dot dot. You pulled up. Um, and the, okay, in the last six, in that in since at least the sixth century BCE, they are also known as. That's a word I haven't seen before. Shohans, Chohans, C-H-O-H-A-N-S, or angels from heaven. And that's like the first line up from a w- Wikipedia. And that's seven rays There's of God. It, obviously. Seven um, ra- rays of God. From, well, I looked up seven Alice rays. Alice Bailey, yeah, Alice Bailey is the uh, the author of the, of that. Interesting. Seven rays of God. Well, this says seven rays of life. Interesting. Oh. Oh, I've always heard it. Seven rays of light. It's almost like that, you know, that scripture where it says that I'm the way, the okay. truth, oh, and the life. Some people say, well, yeah. it says I'm the way, the truth, and the light. Is it light or life? Like, you know, I always get mixed up on that. Um, seven rays, seven scrolls, seven sh- chakras, Adam Starseed says. And... Um, Which, yeah, Gaia has a lot of stuff. Um, the Gaia channel has a lot of stuff on, on the Seven Rays. They got so much stuff, but I, I'm honestly, I'm a, I'm a novice to a lot of, um, you know, I know a little bit about a lot of stuff, um, but I mm-hmm. am kind of stepping in and getting a little bit deeper into maybe some Blavatsky and Alice Bailey and some of the other uh, uh, people who... Uh, brought Western spirituality over here and kind of made uh, mysticism popular, if you will. And uh, she's one of the, the names <clears throat> that was affiliated with um, Lucius Trust and everything. So, um, so the teaching on the seven rays can enable all true service to work with greater skill and effectiveness in their chosen field of activity. As Alice Bailey wrote, a study of the rays will mean that we shall have a practical method of analysis whereby we can arrive at a right understanding of ourselves as ensouling entities and at a wiser comprehension of our fellow men. So essentially, it's these kind of like personifications, like which ray that you are incarnated in and what is your kind of like a life's purpose is going to be in one of these rays or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see if there's a list of the seven rays. Seven rays list. Um, let's see. Alice Bailey. I've read them before. Um, and so it's from Theosophy. So the first is the first ray is the ray of magic or the will of the magician. Second ray. What is that? They all say magic. Fifth ray, magic of <laughs> alchemy, magic of bhakti yoga, hatha yoga, astrology, raja yoga, ceremonial magic. Um, now, this is from C.W. Ledbetter, though. I don't know. Yeah. So the uh, that picture 
Uh, yeah. The book that you that you were showing earlier. Uh huh. I found one on Amazon. The book of knowledge, the keys of Enoch, goes for like. <laughs> goes for almost five hundred on Amazon. Well, like it's like three fifty. Four hundred and seventy nine dollars. Yeah, buy that for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I am intrigued, but the like, good night. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's, I think this is, this is another concept of the seven rays. Because like, like I said, that first one I just read didn't sound right. First ray, power of God. Second, wisdom of God. Third, love of God. Fourth, purity of God. Fifth, truth of God. Sixth, peace of God. Seventh, freedom of God. And I guess there's different um, wisdom master that is associated with that. So anyway, it's a whole philosophy. Um, there's a good song called Seven Rays by Conspirituality where they kind of talk a little bit about it in that. So that's one of my one of my favorite albums is the Conspirituality album. And they have a song called The Seven Rays. So I got to sprinkle that out there for you guys who need some new music. If you haven't heard that, that's one of my best freaking inspiration for me, um, for sure. Um, See, Truth says, many Christians would consider this theosophical thought as satanic. Yeah, those same Christians, you know, anything outside of their realm of thinking is satanic, you know? So, yeah, you got to, you know... You got to be able to look at the information for what it is, you know, and then and then call it satanic, you know. So, again, I'm, I'm, I'm of the mind now of like and I've always been. But when people are doing research and studying and Christians mm-hmm. will tell you not to do this because the very, you know, because you're going to make have to make an assessment. Um, but when you're, you're doing your research, most most Christians, you know, you you research stuff against it. You know, again, just with the with the alien stuff, like, you know, L.A. Marzulli got a book about how aliens are demons. Boom, hands down, book is closed. That's it. They're demons. Okay, cool. Read it. Read it all you want. They got. I'm sure he's got some great information in there. I'm sure he brings some some uh, some truth to the table in it. But for you just to read all of his books about aliens or demons and the other Christian guys that say aliens or demons, listen. If you really want to know the truth and you really want to get it in, you're going to have to go and listen to somebody who's not biased, who doesn't write books called Aliens or Demons. You're going to have to um, go read a, a Dr. Stephen Greer or David Wilcock or, or somebody else. So, you know, instead of somebody's opinion of, of, of a, a cir- circumstance or situation, go straight to the source most people aren't going to do that because you you know you're warned to stay away from it you're you're told that you may get converted or you may lose your soul but the true fear is that you may start reading that stuff and then it may convert you uh, you may be open to it right i mean i know that's mm-hmm. that's been my story and yours gothic i mean there's yeah. i know a lot of stuff that you've been you were probably scared you know getting into and now you mm. you you know you appreciate some of the stuff that that you've learned, and, and I know you've kind of studied it as from a Christian perspective. Like, have you seen that to be yeah. true with your story? Like, you went 
maybe to to prove it wrong or to to you know what I'm saying debunk it and and you started reading it and you're like oh wow this is this is awesome you know more along the lines of kind of out of curiosity to see their perspective and there are aspects that I still throw out it's like okay I can see where they went wrong but others it's like well that's interesting I can kind of see can kind of not but at the same time it's just I know I say interesting a lot, but it is. It's, and uh, I think it's kind of where you, whenever you're reading the stuff and thinking on the stuff, trying to see their perspective, but also kind of how, where my current foundation with, you know, what the word is and, and what they're talking about, that's kind of where, where the line gets drawn, like, okay, my current understanding of what the father, you know, tells me of, you know, whether or not something is good or, or just to throw it out, kind of, that's, that's where the line gets drawn. I'm like, okay, am I willing to, like, for different magic books, whether, like, okay, am I willing to put any of this stuff into practice or, or is the father saying, read it? Don't do this stuff, <laughs> but take it, but take take it in as uh, as information. Does that make yeah. sense? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> so you like reading books about summoning summoning beings, or like, and then you start doing them. <laughs> no, start no, sum, no, summoning those entities. I can't lie. I, I mean, have. I mean, there's you know, that stuff's all in my. I, I, I depending on the entity. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah, if it's if it if this is an invocation to summon Michael, if this is an invocation to summon Gabriel, therefore, your mind has a beautiful, positive connotation with association with with Gabriel. Right. A, 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 a yeah. benevolent ent entity that's here to help, you know. So, yeah, you would you know, you may let your guard down, you know, by asking for assistance or, or reading an invocation or whatever um, versus how to, you know, summon the seven spirits of Hades or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, really. Like, well, for, like, for, for me, like one example, and this happened probably a couple of years ago, it was around Christmas time. I had, I had gotten my hands on uh, the book Sacred Magic of Amber Mel and the Mage. I'm like, okay, I'm curious. I don't plan on doing this stuff, but like, you know, I was just curious. And so I grabbed it. I was kind of... I was flipping through the book, and our old friend Eugene randomly uh, messaged, uh, like, just sent me a random text as I was, like, landing on this certain page. And I was actually on the phone with Amanda at the time. And so it was the crazy, like, you can't make up the synchronicity. Yeah. I'm looking at this, I'm looking at the book, and, like, this system is crazy. And, and next thing you know, I get this text from, from Eugene talking about Gematria. And then somehow I just knew that the system that was in this book, the, the magical square system, goes off the whole idea of Gematria. I'm like, there's no way that human, you know, human-wise you can't make up the, you know, the, the, the perfect timing of some of this stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, I knew that the Lord wanted me to get that book just to kind of read it and, and research. Maybe not, probably not to do actually do the, <laughs> the, the, the stuff because, yeah. you know, just to do, uh, 
Amber Mill and Zing takes like six to nine months, maybe even 18 months, and it's like very demanding from what my research has shown. But still, it's like you can't make up the stuff that, you know, the the events that happen. It's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm man, I, I love it. You know, I love it. I, I yeah. don't know. Um, I don't know what it means. I don't even know, you know, if the information is what you're supposed to look into. Probably, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, probably. Yeah. Um, but like some of it gets, it's too weird. I mean, even just, the you know, the one we kind of opened up today's talk about, you know, just the, the, the um, phantom limb. Like that's a, a random phrase <laughs> and you hear it literally in you yeah. know what i'm saying minutes of each other somebody says that the cia is listening you know it triggered that ad that you know that's a possibility but some of it yeah that's a possibility with that one but you know someone is listening you know if you want to say god's listening or the angels are listening or everything is listening yeah you know um uh i mean i've had you know synchronicity is crazy Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. Synchronicity yeah. is insane. Like, just weird stuff that it doesn't mm-hmm. always make sense. But when it does, it does. You know, as far as, like, if it's a, a book you're contemplating getting or you're going to turn mm-hmm. left or turn right, boom. And then it's, you know, there's had those stories. I mean... Something wants you to know, you know, we, we that was the, the round table yeah. we did uh, a couple of week, uh, two weeks ago and everyone's having it. Everyone's increasing. Christians are asking the question, you know, um, what what are angel numbers? You know, because they, they, they're led to these numbers, 333, 1111, 444. You know, they don't know what it, it means, but they're seeing them like crazy. And yeah. so, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying so we got to at least explore it, you know. Not saying we're experts mm-hmm. or we know exactly what's going on because we don't. Oh yeah, I still remember the. It was again a couple of years ago. I had just gotten that book based on uh, astrology, and you know, looking at the the constellations tied to, um, like, Christian stuff. Um, I can't I have to, I have to grab the book. But I'm like reading through it, you know, of how the constellations is based on like the story of Jesus, basically. And one portion, the the word translates in Hebrew by unicorn. And then like, literally, I'm like reading it in my mind, 
no human way that this could have, you know, that this could have happened. I'm reading in my mind, and all of a sudden, my roommate comes or housemate comes up to me. She's like, "Look what my boyfriend get, gave me for, uh, uh, sent me for Christmas. Yeah. Freaking a box, black box with pink unicorns." I'm like, "What the freaking a? How is this possible?" Yeah. Literally seconds after I read unicorn, I'm like, "This isn't. This is not possible." Yeah. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna do. I know we, so we did the the roundtable just kind of discussing yeah. synchronicity and what is it, and maybe something's trying to get our attention, something from the other side that that the the only, you know, the only power they have is to move and shift things here and there, and and um and they're, they're trying to communicate from the other side. I mean, we've watched those movies of like, you know, someone dies and they're trying yeah. to yell at you, but you know you can't hear them. You may, they may yell and you may feel wind, you know, you may walk yeah. in a room, you may walk through them and your temperature drop, but you, you don't see them there. You don't know what it is, but it's like they're mm-hmm. mustering all they can do to get our attention because something that's going on or something is about to happen. And, um, mm-hmm. with all of the increasing synchronicities on the planet, it seems like something is ramping up. Um, some yeah. say we're getting closer to, to 5d that, um, the the uh, the veil between the worlds are, are getting thin, and and we're starting to see mm-hmm. more miracles and supernatural abilities and all of this stuff, you know, with with five D. So um, we don't know, but you you don't know yeah. unless you explore. So I mean, I, I so we did the show just kind of discussing that, but I want to do one an open mm-hmm. line show where people just call in and and share their synchronicity stories, like here, like crazy. those far out awesome. stories, you know? Yeah. yeah. That would be pretty cool. Um, somebody asked about the six 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 being a an angel number. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I remember having a six 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 synchronicity. That's uh, weird. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I know it scared me at first, you know, because it's like, oh, <laughs> this is the do- this is the devil. <laughs> you know? um, but like, yeah, it was like. It was like four or five things that day. I had a podcast that night and um, I drove 666 miles. I put $66.66 of, of of gas in the in the vehicle when I got done working. Like there was several things. Uh, I, I hit 666 likes on, on the Mythicist page or something. Like <laughs> it was all of these things at the same time that were all... <laughs> six 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 and i'm like oh i'm i'm kind of tripping because i'm like oh this isn't good this is bad <laughs> so i had to kind of catch myself and like hold on let me google if this is actually a good thing and, and <laughs> rightfully so i found all of these articles that were so convincing at the time of what i needed to to show that six 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 was actually a good number and you know, it's like a, there's not a number that's bad. Like, come on, numbers are neutral. Yeah. But to be able to see those synchronicities like that with that number, um, you know, for one to to be able to see the good in, in things. That was a huge part of my awakening was to be able to see bad stuff in everything. But the flip yeah. is, OK, I'm going to see the good in this. What good is there's got to be some good there somewhere and to be optimistic about it, like. You know, versus like, hey, we're not doing a podcast tonight. It's six, six, six everywhere. Some people would do that. They'd look at it as a sign yeah. not to do it, and and uh, you know, step away. But everything I seen was beautiful. I was like, wow, I had no idea, no idea. 
Joel Joseph uh, is asking about the upcoming new moon lion lion's gate, which is uh in two days, eight, eight, the lion's gate portal. Um, yeah, wow. a new moon, you know, so double new, no double new beginnings. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's good to, to, to start something new on the new moon. I always try to release an album on the new moon. When I put my music out, I always pick the release date as a, a new moon date. Um, so, but, and then that's what the eight, eight portal is too. Supposedly that, um, Sirius is coming into a perfect alignment with, uh, Orion and, and all that. So, which I've been a skeptic for a lot of that, you know, um, yeah, talked same. about it last night on uh school of the mystics, but a lot of people believe in it, you know, I'm still on the fence with that stuff just because that it was, again, it was a couple of years ago, maybe a little bit more recent, but um, there was a there was a small or short uh, season in time that kind of got me actually studying in, uh, studying astrotheology, but there was a time when, like, the Lord told me something, and then on one of my one of the groups I'm on on Facebook posted something about some kind of ast- you know astrological event that was coming on and wasn't word for word but they were kind of basically saying the same thing of what the lord had told me like you know first the lord said it, and then and then that group said i'm like okay that is weird let me see what happens and sure enough you know it, it played out and i actually had that happen about two or three times so i know that some of the stuff is legit but kind of makes me wonder when it comes to like you know like you know talking about the two constellations and because we see this stuff or another rephrase that we see them posting a you know this thing is happening here but i don't really i don't know about you but i honestly don't really feel anything like energetically wise it's interesting watching things play out and knowing certain things are are supposedly happening in the in the in the skies and the stars, but I never actually really feel anything. Very rarely. I don't know about y'all. I mean, you know, the it could be you know some type of intellectual thing. Like when you associate meaning with it, then you can actually feel it. You know, um, exactly. If and you don't, kind of if you ha- yeah, and that's a hundred percent true. You know, just mm-hmm. if. Uh, it, you know, it, it 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 would mean more to you, you know, if you if you studied it and and you know, just like you know your birthday, you know you you know when you mm-hmm. wake up on your birthday, it feels different to you than it does a stranger. Like, hey, today's special, man. Today is everything looks different today. Yeah. You know, like you yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, because you know something that other people don't know, so you're able to to sense a a different reality, if you will, undercover. So mm-hmm. when someone um you know, studies all of this stuff and the, the expectation, there's this more umph in it. Um, it makes it more potent to the person. I mean, anything of spiritual significance, you know, when you study something. Um, but, you know, you can tell somebody it's your birthday, they could be happy for you, but it's they still don't get mm-hmm. that feeling that, it, that it's your birthday, you know? Yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's for you for that day. So, um that's that's definitely happening like if you whatever you study 
you know, and, and something mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. or, you know, you watch the news and you've been reading like doom and gloom stuff. And then you're like, oh, my God, like, I've been studying Bible prophecy for 20 years and now look where we are. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. like they're freaking out. You know, it's like, um, you know, what what you what you put in is going to show itself to you what you're looking for. Yep. So yep. if you're looking for high energy on eight, eight, you're going to get high energy on eight, eight. If you're, yeah. if you're not, you're not going to get anything. And so essentially you're, you know, you're creating it, even if it ain't, if it is something or if it isn't like first, again, for most of it, it's just going to be another day. And for someone else, it's a high, high magic day, high day of, yeah. you know, creativity and creation and birthing something and contact mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. It's always just interesting watching it because uh, Adam said, you know, the stars and planets do have effects on humanity. And um, yeah. I think I'm reading one of, one of the books of Solomon. I don't remember which one it is. I don't know if it's a testament or the keys. But I know, you know, that supposedly it does have... It very well could be because I know that... Um, if we are very dull on something, we're not going to catch it. So it could very well be that we are just not sensitive enough to feel to feel the effects, which is very possible. But at the same time, I have seen with my own personal eyes, and I know my parents have seen this too, um, being you know, from a is my dad law enforcement, my mom been in the medical field, and I've seen it myself that full moons. Can't explain it. Yeah. They have an effect, and we always knew when something was going on because we would look, and sure enough, it was a full moon, and all hell was breaking loose. Yeah. Well, they say, um, you know, crime, crime rate uh, increases during the full moon. Yeah. yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you're talking about it. I know the Testament of Solomon does talk about the different star systems and planetary alignments that um, are over certain uh, demons and things like that um, mm-hmm. and the angels that bind them. But it definitely mentions the uh, um, astrology behind it, too. But again, we, yeah. you know, we don't know, um, but we we're just talking about how we feel, you know. Exactly. Like, but, yeah, I mean, you know, you you do have those days that you wake up and you're just not feeling it, you know. And I think that if we knew the astrology, we, you know, behind it, it it may help for us to know when to plant, when to start something new, when, when I should, um, you know, be around people, when I should plan a party. You know, I I know people who actually know their astrology enough to where they have, you know, we're going to have to take medication and, and see a psychologist, but they just started, you know, reading their astrology and planning their weeks by that. And they've they've say that it works for them, <clears throat> so you know. Um, but again, that's just by faith or whatever. I don't know, but but it's yeah. definitely something that the old world knew, you know, or, or believed, mm-hmm. and we've gotten so far away from it. Like the you know the only thing about it is we you know you have to be a skeptic because there's so much false and disinformation out there about it. Like if you found because yeah. for one, there's so many different modes of astrology. Right. There's, you know, I had that one guy on. It was a beautiful episode, but he was talking about like 
um, I don't know if it was Tibetan astrology or something, but it was Indian Indian astrology, and it's just like totally different than you know classical astrology, and um, it's like what, okay, which one's right? Well, both of them are right. So you know, trying to figure out someone who knows their stuff and and is proven, you know, I don't know how many are legit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many I would trust. You know, it's just mm-hmm. me. You got to be a skeptic, but the skeptic is open to to the the information. You know, yeah. yeah. It, that kind of goes along with my current perspective of life. It's like I'm I consider myself a um oh crap say open and then there's the negative pessimistic or optimistic pessimist. Where's uh-huh. the it's yeah. it's one of the two where like I I try to see the good in everything, but I see acknowledge and understand that there is bad in the world. But I try to see everything in a positive positive light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm the same way, and I and I know that um, you know there's he- healthy skepticism, but I I feel yeah. like it's it's allowed me to see some really cool stuff, you know and uh mm-hmm. in the spirit world and um and stuff to, that crosses over like um i don't know it's it's helped me and i'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to embrace it like i don't want to be like um just believing everything or tricking myself yeah, yeah. In, into believing that i saw the things that i saw you know i know that that's there because if you especially if you want to see something so bad you know like you said the ufo things and I can't tell you how many times I've been stargazing and, and been in like a, a deep state, you know, connecting and, and asking for a sighting and all that. And then mm-hmm. there's this light coming towards me that's really, really, really bright. And I'm just like, I know that it's a UFO. I know it's a chariot deep down and then it flies over me and it's a it's an airplane, you know, um, <laughs> and you think it's a UFO until it gets up to you. And you're like, oh, OK. Yep. yep. You know, I could have walked away and said, yeah, I saw that was a UFO. But no, I like, you know what I'm saying? You want to make sure you you uh, you get to see these things because they're real. And yes. There's so much out there. And if it's not real, then don't chase it or don't believe in it. But, yep. you know, whatever you're seeking can, will show itself to you. So I think like hold out, you know what I'm saying? Hold out for the real stuff. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. You don't yeah. have to settle for the a fake encounter or whatever, you know? Exactly. Uh, anyone has any stories for us or wants to ask any questions? 515-605-9776. We had a comment here from somebody's. At least it's the first comment I've seen from them tonight. I'm trying to find out who it was. It just said... Uh, uh, True seeking warrior, truth seeking warrior says, uh, definitely got to do more of these brothers. Peace and shalom, y'all, for sure. 
we would definitely do more of these. I've been wanting to do them and um, kind of rebranding re and changing some stuff up. And um, so, yeah, we're doing this and trying some new audio stuff. It's kind of hard to, to do the technology and, and make everything communicate and talk to each other. Uh, sometimes it could be hard. So when you're connecting the phone lines, I remember we've done the phone lines before and um, people call in and, and they can't hear us, you know. One thing, you know, not lined up right, mess it will mess it, it all up. So when you finally get it to uh, to working, and what we're doing now, what we're using now for the phone lines, it's pretty expensive. So I'm just kind of wanting to test it out and make it sure that somebody that that people you know are going to use it and and it works good. And so, and if so, we'll keep doing it. You know, we'll pay for it and stuff. And so enough people supporting and 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 helping out, David. Uh, David Brodus, I guess that's your name, just came on as a patron. Thank you. Just got that alert. Thanks so much for, for joining. And uh, I'll give you a shout out again at the beginning of the next podcast. So, uh, man, yeah, every every little bit helps. And all of this stuff kind of, uh, you know, stacks up. And it, co- it costs a lot of a month. So a lot of the uh, the bigger and, and better things that we want to do, they it just cost or whatever. But I'm willing to pay it, man. This is this is so fun and so much information, you know, that we're uh, getting into. And so, man. So we got another we got, call. Yep, we got Tom on the line here. All right, Tom. Tom, how to, are you? Welcome to the podcast, brother. Yeah, yeah, thanks. How's it going? Yeah, I just happened to see you guys for the first time. So, uh, I just kind of uh, never believed in anything until I have to see it, you know? Oh, yeah. Until I saw that latest one with the military showing it on radar, and then then that uh, spacecraft or what they were watching on radar went into the water off Mm -hmm. uh, in the Pacific. Yeah, I think it was off the coast of San Diego. Oh yeah. So that one was an eye opener. That one kind of, you know, I feel like that one showed me that it probably those are those were probably the real deal. Yeah, they they convinced a lot of a lot of people. You know, a lot of um, uh, you know, people in military. For sure. So you know, but, you know, they they can they can they showed that this uh, this uh, craft was probably forty feet in length and uh, was traveling at eight thousand miles an hour. So we know there's nothing that uh, humans can make that can fly eight thousand miles an hour in our atmosphere. Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah, we're starting to get some some stuff uh, from the government. They're starting to release some documents and some footage and stuff like that, which I think they have to to control the narrative. You know, eventually they're going to tell us what they are and um, most likely are going to say that they're a Maybe they don't even know what they are, though. See, that's the thing. I think they don't even know themselves. I, I think what it is probably, I mean, who knows what these creatures could look like Yeah. inside these, this craft. They could be like little miniature beings. Maybe they're only a centimeter in, in height. Maybe <laughs> yeah. they're, I mean, we don't know. Yeah, it reminds me of the... Uh... And at the same time, if it, 
if they've got what they've got, they've created, you know, why would they even want to talk to us idiots? Yeah. You know, that's why they don't contact us because it'd be like a waste of their time and effort. They would get nothing from us. It would be a waste of their time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I think that's why we don't see much interaction. Yeah, yeah, they're just like, <laughs> poor saps. Well, probably, yeah, it's probably why we're not we're not trying to communicate with ants. You know, we're like, what are, what are, you know, what are we going to do if yeah, we what are we going to get from them? them? Are they going to tell us something we don't know or explain something that <laughs> the secrets of the no, universe I don't think or something? So. Yeah, right. Yep. And then if you stick your hand in an ant pile, they're going to hurt you. You know, and so if <laughs> if we catch it, if if, if we yeah right. You know, catch a down craft. Yeah, we're gonna cut them open and do experiments on them. I mean, it's just what's gonna happen. You know. <laughs> yeah, really, right? And well, they're probably gonna do the same problem. to us. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool, man. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I, you know, at this point, seeing, you know, seeing is gonna, believing, what man. What are we gonna say? What are we gonna do? There's nothing we can do or say. They're they're just ignoring us and they don't really care about us. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's 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 it. Yeah. Well, thanks for the call, Tom. Would you uh, listen? Or are you listening on on Blog Talk or um, uh, YouTube? Yeah, I uh, called in through Blog Talk. Nice, awesome, man. Well, it's good to have you, man. We're going to be doing this more often. If you want to call in and share, thanks for the. Okay, I'll listen in to hear anybody and uh, come in contact with them directly. You know, I mean, we don't. You know, some people have said they've been. Uh, abducted in their sleep and they were woke up in a on a table in a spaceship with aliens over them i mean i, I don't know yeah it's interesting you know i i my podcast we actually uh interview you know those people a lot on here and um people who've had you know so-called encounters and stuff like that and one of the interesting things about the abduction phenomena is that there's something called the the um um, my lab abductions, MI, my lab is, uh, military induced abductions. And a lot of those people who wake up and say that they're laying on a table strapped down, a lot of times in the corner, they see a person wearing a military garb in, in the corner while these, you know, little beings are, are, you know, messing with them. There's, there's humans there wearing military outfits on the so-called ships or whatever as well. So whether the government is working with them or it's something that has been done to push fear and hysteria with within ufology um it's, it's another interesting take for sure how about how about this theory how about this theory those who are actually running this planet are aliens and the ones that they saw that looked like humans and and, and human uh or in military clothing were actually they can they can transform themselves into looking like us, and uh, 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 so you know they are actually amongst amongst us, but we don't know who they actually are because they can transform. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Bible says that we maybe uh, they are who created us. Maybe we are just like a, you know, just some experiment. 
A lot of people believe that too. You know, the Bible says that we, we entertain angels unaware, that there's angels or angelic beings that we come in contact with daily and we don't even know. So it says to uh, make sure that you're good to entertain strangers because you don't know, you never know when, when so you come the, in contact with one. So the aliens wrote the Bible, probably the aliens wrote the Bible, which are our actual creators. And who's to say who our creators are? We can say whatever or think whatever it is we think they look, our, our creator of God looks like, mm-hmm. but maybe the Bible who wrote the Bible and the God is, a, is a, some alien uh, being, uh, uh, or maybe, I, I don't know, who knows, man. I mean, <laughs> you can go on and on and on, right? It'd be endless. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, hey, man, thanks for the call, brother. All right, buddy. All right, many blessings. Yeah, until we actually get an alien in front of us and talking to us and tell I'll us interview what's going him. on. Yeah. I'll have him on here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, man. Sounds good. All right, brother. Good, good night. Yes, sir. Take care, yourself, Tom. All right, Tom. Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, he you know talks about them being real little. You know, like I feel like there was a uh, episode of the Twilight Zone where there's these li- this little UFO. It's a good episode, guys. You guys gotta look it up. I just type in "tiny UFO uh, Twilight Zone," but it it lands or whatever. And there was a spin to that episode, but it was really good. I don't, I don't want to give away the, the plot twist or whatever, but there's this little bit of UFO that's flying around and it lands and like this little alien gets out or whatever. So if you guys haven't seen that episode, there's some gems from the Twilight Zone. So make sure y'all check that out. But it has to do with little little aliens, I'll say. I'm trying to go back and uh, read some of these comments. There's a bunch of comments here. Um, let's see. Nick Russo says, I told my boss about you today and you speak about paranormal and spirituality and boom, here you are live talking about just that, the paranormal and spirituality for sure. For sure. It's what we do, man. Matthew says a friend of mine found true seeker, but I don't listen to a lot of rap. So I was not paying attention to the music, the 333 album. What I saw later that night changed my life. Awesome, awesome. What was it that you saw? Um, C-Truth says, oh yeah, there's an interview with an insider in the 80s who describes that same UFO that the Navy showed. Um, I have to look it up sometime to remember. Awesome. Yeah, that stuff's old, man. You know? A lot of that, that footage is old. But you can... It's so weird though looking up that stuff on YouTube now because there's so much fake stuff too, you know. There's so much stuff that's like hoaxed or whatever and set up just for clicks mm-hmm. and views. So again, you, you got to dig, man. You know, you got to dig, and then if you're looking for the footage, you'll find some cool stuff. But go out and do the CE5 and just film it yourself, or just have the encounter and, and don't film it. You know, that's if you really want to know the truth is out there for sure. Uh, Joel says, can clouds turn into different shapes to uh, represent a manifestation of an entity? Because one time I was finishing prayer and looked up and I saw eyes in the clouds looking down at me. I think so. I think that could happen for sure. I've seen a lot of um, symbols in the clouds and stuff, you know. So, Christopher, Chris says, just got home. Howdy, everyone. What's up, brother? <clears throat> and uh, 
Tony in chat says, brother, I have 47 years worth of these experiences. Well, we're going to do more. We're going to do more shows, man. And we're going to open up the phone lines and, um, you know, we're going to do this more often. So make sure you call in and, and share, share some of these experiences. I do too, man. You know, I love talking about this stuff. I love experiencing it and, and, um, and, you know, creating a safe place for people to share their experiences, man. You know, not to be laughed at or belittled and, and really to try to come together. You know, the more that you hear about, about something or people experiencing something, the, the less you feel like a crazy person, you know, because some of the stuff people have nobody to talk to. So they have to call, you know, radio shows and, um, and, and podcasts and stuff. And listen, when I was, when I was going through a lot of this stuff, I stayed on blog talk radio. I stayed calling in these shows and and sharing my story and and, and asking questions to uh, some of the people who were being interviewed. And man, it, it helped me so much. So um, yeah, we're gonna be doing more of this. So thanks everybody for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, enjoyed this uh, so much. Thank you, Gothic, for manning the phone lines and, and being a part of this yeah. show, brother. Bringing uh, everything to the table that you bring too. So. We're going to go ahead and call it a night. Thank you guys for again for hanging out. Um, if you want to support and get perks and cool rewards, all that cool stuff, go to patreon.com backslash truth seeker. Um, bunch of cool stuff there. Um, entire discography is there. There's all kinds of stuff. We do got some events coming up. Uh, in November, we're going to be doing the uh, reset, refresh, and renew with Illuminati Congo. He's going to be coming down and doing that event with us. And so, I'm so looking forward to that. So uh, any of you guys are interested, make sure you go to truthseeker.com and check out everything we got going on. With that, I'm going to say peace and shalom, y'all. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. And good night, good night. Peace. that does it for this episode folks to hear more episodes of the truth seeker podcast head over to truthseeker.com and if you're wanting to support the show and get rewards go to our patreon page at patreon.com forward slash truthseeker